0: Having car problems? Well, with Rhoda, getting them fixed is as easy as ordering takeout. They'll come pick up your car for free, do any repair or maintenance needed, and return it right to your driveway. They'll even give you a complimentary video inspection of your car so you can see what needs to be done, perfect for those of us that maybe aren't so car savvy. Book your appointment online at roda.com. And lucky for you, CityCast listeners get a 20% discount on any service for up to $100 off. Just use the code CityCast20. Today on CityCast DC, it's our next installment of our Summer Entertainment Guide, presented by Clyde's Restaurant Group, where we help you make the most of this short, sweet season that's upon us. Today, we're talking about park hangs. Now, everyone knows summer is the best time for a hang, and D.C. has one of the most dynamic parks around, where you can roller skate or even take a class. Richard Trent is the executive director of Friends of Anacostia Park, and he tells us all about what it has to offer. Today's Tuesday, June 13th. I'm Bridget Todd, and here's what D.C. is talking about. Richard Trent, thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for having me. So the weather is finally getting to be that like perfect pre-summer, going into summer weather, which means great park hang opportunities. So where is Anacostia Park and what is your favorite thing about it?
1: So Anacostia Park is a park larger than Central Park, 1,200 acres, stretching for eight miles along the Anacostia River in part of the city that's historically been black and it's an unbelievably dynamic and vibrant community right by the nation's capital. A lot of times when people talk about D.C., unfortunately, they only talk about oh, what's happening in Northwest or Adams Morgan and DuPont. And there's this whole other exciting world and beautiful communities east of the Anacostia River. And we're hoping that we can leverage the park and all of its beauty to to start putting that on folks map so that it's not. Every single time I talk about Anacostia, oh, my God, what a hidden gem. You know, it's like (laughs) 1200 acres isn't exactly a hidden gem. You know, you just need to make your way over.
0: Absolutely. Bigger than Central Park. Take that, New York City. Exactly. (laughs) How many people go there every year?
1: The National Park Service estimates around 1.7 million visitors, not as many as the 25 million or so estimated that go through the National Mall, but still almost 2 million folks coming to Anacostia Park every single year is not too shabby. And we know that, especially as 11th Street Bridge Park comes online and starts to draw more resources and attention to communities east of the river, that number is only going to grow.
0: There are so many things to do at this park and so many different flagship events, I Truly don't know how you all do it. One of the biggest is Late Skates, which happens every second Saturday every month. What is that event like and who is it for? Who goes?
1: Yeah, so the magic of our organization, Friends of Anacostia Park, so we're the official philanthropic partner of the National Park Service in Anacostia Park, but also we are a convener, a meaningful convener. So a lot of the time, the work isn't really that hard because it really is just a function of the robustness of our network. Our real Strength of, of, as an organization is just activating the park as a convening point for all these different groups who have a vested interest in the uplift of the park. And that really is encapsulated in the late skates, which happens every last Saturday of the month, starting in June. Uh, so June to November, we bring 500, 600 plus folks out to the Anacostia Skating Pavilion, the only skating pavilion in the National Park Service portfolio. And it's unbelievable. Yeah, you, like you just have to see it in action. It's free boat rides with Anacostia Watershed Society, free skate rentals, uh, tabling from local community-based organizations. It's really exciting to see. We got the hand dancers out there. That's a group of elders who who gather every week and and just commune and dance and play cards, play spades and grow. Out, you know, there aren't that many opportunities in D.C. Sadly, where black and white residents, new and old residents, can go from strangers to friends over the course of an afternoon, and we like to think that Anacostia Park is one of those final third spaces in the city, and, and we're just trying to um, make sure that th- that folks are are fostering that kinship in a healthy way.
0: I mean, all over the place, I feel like third spaces, which we know are so important. So that's a space that's not home or work that you can just exist, are disappearing, but they really are the fabric of so much of city life. That's why people live in cities, being able to go someplace that's not work and not your house to just exist and have community.
1: Yeah. So much of the conversation, even nationally around gentrification and community change is just around like, we need to stop such and such from moving here. I think folks need to be realistic that people are going to move where they want to move. But what you can impact is how folks ultimately show up once they end up in a community. Like my wife and I have owned a house here in Anacostia for almost a decade. But in a lot of ways, we have to recognize that we probably consume in some ways like gentrifiers, right? And so we make sure to carve out a lot of energy to connect to residents, longtime residents who have been in the area for a while who can school us on the history so that we're grounded in the sense of Who are the champions in this community before we showed up, right? Who are the heroes of this community? Who's got that vast network where at the drop of a hat, they can get 100 plus people down to the skating pavilion. Once you start to understand those sorts of things, that's when I feel like you become a real resident of a community as opposed to just I bought a house here and I go to the cafes here. So now I'm an Anacostian. It's not that simple. And so we like to leverage our our community events to ensure that folks aren't coming correct when they show up in anacostia park and not just thinking oh i'm an anacostian because i own a house here no you're an anacostian once you actually know the people once you actually own some real connections with folks in the in the in the area and once you have a solid grounding in the history
0: Yeah, I know that 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 community aspect is such a big part of what y'all are doing at the park. They've got workforce development programs for older adults, returning Mm -hmm. citizens, and other folks from like underserved communities. One thing I was surprised to learn is that the park has residences, which I feel like is not typically associated with parks. What's going on with those?
1: There's so much untapped wisdom and expertise east of the Anacostia River, whether it's craftsmen or yoga instructors or folks who host workshops on wellness and all these different things. And unfortunately, because of how so many different things have been stigmatized east of the river, often we just don't engage that group of people. So we really try to activate Anacostia Park as a platform for Ward 7 and Ward 8 residents to share their passions with the surrounding community. And we pay them a stipend for it as well. So you'll notice that almost every single aspect of our programming, we really make sure to compensate people for their time, whether that's through green job creation in our workforce development program or through this residency model. Last year we had Healing Percussion with Joe the Drummer. Actually, I saw your article a few weeks ago about, is it Meridian Hill Park or Malcolm X Park? (laughs) It's Malcolm X Park. I've seen Joe the drummer at uh, Malcolm X Park, and we got him to come down to Anacostia Park last year to do a residency with some young people around percussion. We had Tabata classes. We had anger management workshops. We had a Double Dutch seminar, and I found out I was a natural at Double Dutch, which was crazy. Uh, So we've got a little bit of something for everybody.
0: When was the last time you went to the theater? Well, we have a new show for you to check out. The Gala Theater in Columbia Heights is showing the political musical comedy Museum in the Closet, A Vida's Return, which follows Argentine icon Eva Perón to the afterlife as her preserved corpse ignites political scandals, clandestine affairs, and mysterious murders. The show is full of samba, reggae, and tango that will have you tapping your feet nonstop. The show is in Spanish with English surtitles and will run from May 9th through June 9th. Get your tickets now at galatheater.org or call 202-234-7174. such a a variety of different programming offered at a park. I feel like going to your local park to take an anger management class is not something I feel like a lot of people would think to do, but this park offers that.
1: We like to think that our work and what we stand for as a friends group is shifting the national conversation around environmentalism, generally. If you think of a friends group, you probably think of Oh, Grand Canyon or Yosemite Mm -hmm. or some of these storied national parks across the country. And those friends groups are mostly preoccupied with the conservation aspect and protecting certain species. But when you have an urban national park like Anacostia Park, the moral imperative is different. And so it's not just about conservation. It's about the conservationists, right? And how healthy are they? How empowered are they to actually be stewards of the land and water? Um, So, yeah, you aren't going to see anger management seminars probably at a Yosemite or a Grand Canyon, but those aren't urban parks, right? Those aren't national parks that are abutting stressed communities, historically under-resourced communities, BIPOC communities. So we try to make sure that our programming is responsive to the needs of the community.
0: And that makes sense, especially given that this park is so historic. Like, I know there's a very colorful history with the park. <laughs> Even the name is, is historic, right?
1: Absolutely. So the park is named after the Nakotch Tank indigenous people who roamed this land, ruled this land for many, many years before the arrival of colonizers. Uh, John Smith, the John Smith, Pocahontas' John Smith is actually said to have walked down what is modern day Good Hope Road, went up to the Anacostia River and marveled at how rich the landscape was and how clean and clear the water was. John Smith and white settlers also ushered in an era of Sort of the raising of the trees along the coast to make way for the profitability of the tobacco trade. That caused years and years of sort of silting and a river that was once one of the most navigable on the East Coast all of a sudden was four, five, six feet deep. The national park itself, when it was created 100 years ago, they had to destroy a bunch of wetlands in order to actually make it happen. In the 50s and 60s, the construction of I-295 cut black and brown people off from this national park in their backyards. So there's this long storied history, not just of settlers coming in, and wreaking havoc, but also toxic dumping, corporate malfeasance, institutional neglect, and sustained disinvestment. Yet the park and the land and the water are so unbelievably resilient through all of that adversity. And it really, I think, reflects the resiliency of the population surrounding the park. What's
0: next for the park?
1: So there's a lot going on with Anacostia Park, and certainly the arrival of the 11th Street Bridge Park has, we think, increased the need to start drawing more resources to Anacostia Park. We want to make sure that basic things like bathrooms and ADA compliance, and nice bulletin boards, you know, that those are the, that some of the things that people can expect when they get to Anacostia Park. We want to make sure that the arrival of 11th Street Bridge Park also leads to more and more folks exploring this storied and beautiful park.
0: You've mentioned late skates. Are there some other summer activities that we should be on the lookout for?
1: Yes, so we're hoping to have a Black Books Matter Festival with Mahogany Books, which is super exciting. That's a Black-owned bookstore right outside of the park in Ward 8. We're hoping to do an outdoor art exhibit with life pieces to masterpieces. We're hoping to do go-go concerts all summer long in partnership with Omrao Brown and his production studio Shine On Me. We're trying to work with the Anacostia Community Museum to highlight women in the environmental justice movement. So all those dates are forthcoming, but a lot of engaging programming uh, slated for Anacostia summer.
0: So exciting. I can't wait to check out some of those events. But Richard, big question. What is your favorite way to spend a day at the park?
1: Oh, man, that's easy. That's easy. I would start off with our community fishing program, 10 a.m. on Saturdays, show up at the riverside at the Anacostia boat dock right across from the skating pavilion. I would probably walk up into what's called Northfield. It's like this massive, massive expanse where they used to have Malcolm X Day and big concerts. But now it's just this gorgeous expanse in the middle of DC. I'd probably bring my dog out there and let her crazy little self run around and tire her out for a few minutes. I would uh, make my way over to the skating pavilion, strap on a pair of skates, even though I really don't know what I'm doing. Then I would pick up my kid and probably bring him over to the pirate ship playground right at the center of the park at Nicholson and uh, Anacostia Drive uh, and just uh, taking the rest of the afternoon that way.
0: What a perfect Saturday in the park. (laughs) Richard, thank you so much for being here.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much for taking time to learn more about us. I appreciate you.
0: Now, I know you want to visit Anacostia Park now, so here's how. Just take the Green Line to Anacostia Station, which is just a five-minute walk from the west side of the park. You can also grab the 32 or 36 buses from downtown D.C. to a corner stop that's just 10 minutes from the middle of the park. Enjoy! And before you go, here's some quick news. Metro is making some service improvements this month. The red, blue, silver, and orange lines will all be seeing more frequent trains. Metro will also implement its planned fare changes— Base fare during peak periods will be $2 instead of $2.25. And bus rides that are longer than three miles will be more expensive than before, up to $6. Meanwhile, Mayor Muriel Bowser and city officials gathered yesterday to show off the progress on the McMillan site. The development project has been mired in legal and developmental battles for years. The 25-acre site, located at North Capitol Street and Michigan Ave., is meant to become a community center and park, along with housing, a grocery store, and offices next year. Also, Loudoun County schools are grappling with an increase in hate speech and racial slur incidents. There have been over 850 incidents this year, and the most common issue is the use of the N-word. It's a problem plaguing schools across the D.C. metro area. Loudoun school officials are offering trainings and professional development sessions in response. And finally, the Potomac River is on hourly drought watch since the water levels have become so low. While currently the flow is enough to meet water demands of the area, there's a chance that the authorities will have to release water from the upstream reservoirs to maintain D.C.'s drinking water supply. This has not happened in over a decade, so let's hope we get some rain soon. That's all for today here on CityCast DC. And if you enjoyed the show, why not tell your friend who you can't wait to go to the Anacostia Park with? And subscribe to our morning newsletter by texting the word DC to 66866. We'll be back tomorrow morning with even more news from around the city. Talk to you then.